Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, back for another uh, Westside Personalized Podcast, and I have Holly Curry, English teacher here, uh, who's going to get a chance to visit with us a little bit today about some of the gamification things that she was able to do with her class. I've gotten a chance to know Holly really this year from, number one, uh, she took my homeroom, which is a great group of kiddos um, that she's had a chance to work with a little bit, and also some of the classes that I taught, and so we've collaborated a little bit, just kind of passing the torch, and at the same time, uh, Holly, I think, particularly for year one here, is uh, doing a great job of acclimating to the uh, West Side system. I know I sort of struggled with that year one, kind of out the gate. And uh, she's also been a part of our gamification uh, PLC. And so we had a chance to like, you know, just kind of talk shop a little bit from there. So um, maybe that's it. Let's kind of, I guess, first of all, give me like an introduction, kind of years in education and what you're teaching right now for those that don't know you as well as I do. Uh, well, I've been teaching for, this is my eighth year. Um, I taught middle school for seven of the last eight, seventh grade always, and now I'm doing ninth and tenth grade English. How do you feel about the difference between seventh graders and ninth and tenth graders? They're basically the same. (laughs) (laughs) Maturity levels are very similar. (laughs) It's fair. It's probably a fair assessment. Um, Okay, and so then what kind of led you to the gamification PLC group? Maybe we can start there. uh, Just just for those listening, we are going to talk a lot of gamification today uh, and then really maybe even look to how to personalize something that's already been gamified as we get to the end of this conversation. So that's really where we'll kind of head with things. So yeah. Games and education. Where'd your interest start? Let's hear your story. Um, Interest started with you because you, a lot of the things that you presented in any of our English PLCs or through the staff development days we had, I just thought it was really cool. And I had originally signed up for mindfulness and I did a day of that and I was like, no, I'm not, I need to get something, something more out of this, I think for, for my classes. So I just kind of switched and kind of started getting some ideas. It took a while to brainstorm, but when I finally like got the idea and it clicked, I was like, okay, how do I make this work? So, yeah. And that idea was? Uh, to do something with To Kill a Mockingbird based on March Madness okay. basketball. Uh, and I think we got to tell the backstory a little bit that you're the leader of the KU alumni, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and I'm just, I just love basketball. <laughs> and I, that's it. I, I think that with so many things that we do in class, I think that it, it, it's so genuine when it comes from a place of like your own personal mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it helps you as an educator get excited and like motivated mm-hmm. to incorporate those things that you're already passionate about and infuse those with what you're doing in the classroom. Yep. And I know for you that basketball is definitely, yes. definitely one of those. Did you ever miss a home game at KU? Uh, no. <laughs> the entire time that you were there? No. Not in my undergrad. <laughs> Graduate school, yes, I miss a few because we didn't have the pass anymore, but at a camping group, the whole works. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So definitely come by it honest, I guess, your yeah. passion for basketball and March Madness. Uh, and so being able to fuse the two of these together, what was sort of your initial vision then once you were like, okay, I want to do basketball. This is the place in my, mm-hmm. my course we can make this happen. Uh, and then where did it sort of build, I guess? Um, well, I think I initially thought about my students and how they have a very competitive nature as it is and so sort of forming some kind of team or competitive aspect with it with the tournament style that's kind of where I initially started my thought process and then it kind of got to the other gamification techniques and stuff and 
And then you helped me a lot with kind of organizing all of the thoughts that I had in my head for what I wanted to do. And it kind of, it turned out pretty clean, I would say. Yeah. So then how do you, because I'm sure people listening are like, okay, uh, we have basketball and we have To Kill a Mockingbird. Like mm-hmm. where, where's the overlap? Like how does the, did the gameplay start to, um, how, how do you play basketball with To Kill a Mockingbird? Um, <laughs> well, basically they had normal assignments that they would have for novels. So we had quizzes over the book. We had reading assignments, um, projects and things like that. And based on turning those things in on time, complete and doing them well, um, or getting a good score on a quiz, they were given the opportunity for shots. And so there's a mini basketball hoop in the classroom, and for every 100% or assignment they turned in, or if they got 100% on a Greek and Latin roots quiz, then they would get to take a shot. And if they made it, then they would earn points for that week, and then the opponent that they were playing against um, at the end of the week, depending on who won, they'd move on. So they had a one-point, a two-point, and a three-point line, and most of them just kind of played it safe and shot from one to make sure they could get the points, but then occasionally towards the end of the week it got kind of tricky because some kids were going to have to make it from two or three if they wanted to move on. So, And how much time would you say that that kind of took up, I guess, at the end of a class or, you know, mm-hmm. periodic? Like in a week, maybe you spend how much time shooting baskets? It, w- it really depended on the class because one of my classes, they were all rock stars and they all went above and beyond and would do extra projects to get extra shots. And so on Fridays we would spend, you know, eight to ten minutes actually taking shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... They are also the class that goes above and beyond. So taking that sure. much time out of class really wasn't that huge of a deal. Um, then my classes who kind of struggled to keep up in the book and keep up with the assignments, we spent a lot less time, but that was that was good because they needed more class time. So yeah. it kind of worked out perfect. You bring up a good point. There are going to be those people out there that are a little bit skeptical about games. Are we just making this like too much fun? And you know what I'm hearing from you is a few things. One, you're teaching all the same things you would have taught anyway. Yep. And so it certainly isn't that we're deviating from you know whatever we would normally accomplish in class to, right. to make this game happen. You're just adding a la- layer of engagement and something to try mm-hmm. to get them a little bit more motivated. And is it going to take up some more class time? Yes. But I love your reflection there too, and the idea that wow, they did. All of this extra work outside of class time, so for me to take yep. five more minutes in class is mm-hmm. not necessarily that big a deal, or that it certainly didn't impede those groups that needed more class time. Right. So that's awesome to hear as a reflection. What were maybe some other things that you uh, gleaned from doing this the first time um, that you found, maybe, maybe not yet, cha- things you would change? Let's kind of just focus in on things that were maybe like unexpected or positives. Um, unexpected positives. Unexpected um, <laughs> and or positives. Um, unexpected for sure was that I did not have as much time as I needed to read the book in class. And I was expecting that more students would have read outside of class. And I mean, they had every excuse in the book for why they couldn't. And so I wish that there was a way that I could have done it to motivate them more to read outside of school or whatever. Some unexpected positives. Some of them really got into it and really went above and beyond. And especially for the kids who are in my regular English class, who I definitely think should be in advance, it kind of gave them the opportunity to challenge themselves without me having to assign something or whatever. I had a couple kids that would do multiple bonus assignments to get extra shots. And I think deep down, they really just kind of, you know, were complacent in the class and just needed something extra. So. It really helped for those kids. And I mean, that could, I guess, be considered personalized learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Being able to cater to 
yeah, all abilities and interests. Mm-hmm. And that, um, so you mentioned the bonus pieces. Will you explain yes. that real quick? Because I do think that's also a personalized facet. Um, of what... So that, another thing that I need to reflect on. Um, oh, yeah. Given the name, it was called a bonus. Some of them thought that uh, they were all for extra credit. And so <laughs> <laughs> that bonus made, shot. Yes, bonus yes, shot. yes. Bonus. Maybe we might need a little basketball <laughs> tutorial before um, – before we get into it, because some of them didn't understand the the bonus term, which did come from basketball, it was just something I pulled, and so I think that I would. Uh, but basically, there was a list of sixteen extra assignments they could do that were related to the book, ranging on difficulty. Uh, but some of them were fairly simple that any kid could complete in a single class period or for twenty minutes at home. And originally, they were to be done for extra shots, and they weren't worth points or anything like that. And then I actually ended up assigning one a week for a couple of weeks just because I wanted them to get something else out of the book besides just reading and quizzes. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of trouble getting them to do that. And I think that that was because at the beginning I told them that they were just extra. Oh, yeah. And so I think if I go into it saying you're going to have to do one a week and then any other ones you want to do, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the, some of them were cool and fun and they enjoyed, you know, getting to draw or getting to create a playlist or whatever it is. But I think that it needs to be more of some of them are assigned and then some of them can be extra. Yeah. So. Or at least, uh, I like what you're saying there too, that maybe, yeah, here's the 16. You just have to do one this week. Yep. You have to do one yeah. this week. And that yep. whole choice. And that's kind of what it turned into, but there wasn't a whole lot of buy-in because you said we wouldn't have to do these. So, <laughs> well, yeah. um, and yes, that certainly is a personalized piece. Like mm-hmm. that, that definitely is uh, in line with all the things that we talked about with regards to choice and, uh, you know, students being able to kind of figure out how to demonstrate how to let their work convey what they're interested in and what their talents yeah. are, yep. those types of things. Um, but I also like in the, in your reflection there too that it's okay to – I think sometimes we, we spend so much time building these things out mm-hmm. and you want it to come out and just run flawlessly mm-hmm. the very first time through. Uh, and so I appreciate the genuine reflection there and that that would be a piece that I'm sure, yeah, if it was just framed without the bonus <laughs> tag. Yes, um, yes. And to just kind of set that expectation from the start. Uh, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good piece in there. So, um, so yeah, is there anything else you would kind of say that having done this before, I know we've talked a little informally, so I'm going to bring this up, like that you can't do like a running, like Michael Jordan from the free throw line style. Oh, we did though. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, there were a couple. I didn't know if that, was, if that <laughs> We talked about no, but I couldn't help myself because it was great. <laughs> And it, it ultimately ended up, so some kids would try these trick shots and, or can they do it from the three or whatever, but ultimately the kids, what I loved about it, what, uh, here's a positive, yeah. is that in every class, the two kids that made it to the final round were all kids that had been doing their work and had been, you know, exceeding, and the kids that really, truly deserved it, even though there were some knuckleheads that were doing those three-point shots, it, it didn't really end up that well for them in the end, so I think it was, it was, an, it played out well. Nice. But. So I'm gonna I'm gonna key in on three pieces then uh, next that we're sort of so we're yes we're playing basketball yes we're reading through to kill mockingbird but to kind of make that more of an experience we put a video together yes right how yep. did you, when did you use that and what was kind of their response to that um, we used it at the very beginning they thought it was pretty cool um, and, uh, and, and it basically it was, so yeah. it was like the March Madness hype video that you know ESPN or CBS or whoever will play. But it was merged with the song Jump Around and my head and the heads of the <laughs> characters from the book. And then one of my students doing a dunk. So it kind of like got them a little bit more like, oh, wait, what is this? So it was a good little lead in, I think. But yeah, I would I would like to, like, I mean, maybe next year if I can still do this, like learn how to do that on my own, <laughs> yeah. for one. Yeah. And then be able to incorporate 
somehow like the the brackets into the video so where the students are placed so have them do the brackets first and then do the height video i don't know something but yeah because i even know like with the ncaa tournament that it starts off with highlights from last year mm -hmm. but then as the tournament goes on yeah. it's more yeah. shots from this season and mm -hmm. that memorable moment from last week mm -hmm. and things that i think would be yeah it would be really cool yeah. to bring it so yeah that was a really quirky video we had some fun yeah. putting yeah. that stuff together uh, and then, so you have your brackets. Uh, there's a lot of management, I'm sure, to kind of oh, keep yeah. in the score mm -hmm. uh, with all of those things. So how, how was that experience? The first week, it was really confusing for myself, figuring out how to do points and shots and how many they're worth and all that kind of stuff. And then moving them on the on my bracket and, I don't know, uh, and with uneven numbers of kids and doing three-way ties and all this stuff. But after the first week, I kind of got it down, and I had a system, and I was way more organized, but now hopefully that will just get better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was super stressful, like the, the management of all that kind of stuff. And so. if, if it makes you feel any better, I know uh, Kevin Cook commented the same thing on his mm -hmm. podcast, which you can definitely check out and listen to. So as an earlier episode that we had of, of the game we put together, his math class, that there were just some uh, things he needed to figure out about how to ideally like facilitate yep. that, that he definitely ironed out for round two uh, yep. which he's done yes. this spring so yep. and then from there the championship mm -hmm. okay you did a really cool scavenger hunt piece right because we couldn't yeah it wasn't just about <laughs> shooting getting a number of shots anymore right and i wanted to make it i wanted to the whole class to be involved for one in the championship and so i divided the groups into two teams um so the brackets get down two people brackets left, down, yeah individuals. two people left and then i just divided their teams and it was just basically where they're sitting in the class i wasn't going to spend time you know counting off ones and sure. twos or whatever it is and so then they had to go off i created like little poems that led the kids to different places in the building but poems also had ahead. to do with the book and so they're little poems. They would have they had to have read the book to be able to figure out the answers to the poem, but then parts of the answers went together to send them to wherever in the building. And, and when then they got they, to those spots. And they, when they got to those spots, they had to retrieve one of the items that were in the knot hole, which uh, Scout and Jim would find these things from Boo Bradley in the book. So trying to merge, I guess, the two a little bit more. Not a whole lot of basketball going on with that, but when they got back, uh, the number of items they brought back, that's how many shots that the two that were going against each other got. And so it became more of a competition. So it was super creative. I loved the idea. I loved that the items were not whole items, which mm -hmm. I thought was just super uh, in line, obviously, with everything you're doing. And then when you sent over those little poems, <laughs> here's my idea. I think this is yeah. cool. Oh my gosh, that was so creative. That was really pretty awesome. And so then the champion, this is also a creative piece. Yes. So for the champion, I gave them a Starbucks gift card and then I ordered basketballs and signed all of the characters' names from the book. <laughs> so I tried to do like little kid handwriting for Gem and Scout and then, you know. Atticus was very fancy because he's a lawyer, but, and they, they thought it was kind of cheesy. It was kind of like, oh, you would, Miss Curry, do this. But I think also they thought it was funny, which is what I wanted to get out of it. So it's something that they'll have. Who knows where they are right now? <laughs> right. But, yeah. So it's going to lead me to my last question here then. Um, how do you feel, what was the impact of this towards like classroom culture and getting to know your students? I think that would probably be the biggest impact it ended up having. The engagement, I think there was a little bit more of that, but it, it kind of just got kids to get to know each other a little bit better, especially because when they're playing against each other, like they don't even know all each other's names, but then they're like, oh, who's Sophie? You know, I'm going against Sophie. Who's Sophie? And then they just kind of, I don't know, it became cool. 
Do you feel like too that they maybe got to know you a little bit more? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just it was lighthearted and fun, and so it was just it kind of took the the intensification out of you know reading a book and all these assignments and how overwhelming it can be for kids, especially if they don't like reading, and at least built in something fun, and so yeah. some enjoyable aspect of it. But I think a big piece of that too that I always advocate when I'm talking about games is just that. A lot of students have a negative perception of school and class, right? Mm -hmm. And so as I'm walking in the hallway to my next class, I'm getting like mentally prepared for whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know? And I, uh, as an individual, have my feelings about every course over the like duration yep. of a day. Yep. And if I know that I'm walking to the game, mm -hmm. to, to play a game, mm -hmm. uh, just the perception entering the classroom is so different. Yeah. Uh, and the... What that can do, I think, for the learning, I think, is is a pretty significant piece, you know, and worth maybe the time that you invested in designing this all out. And then on top of that, for them to get to just see you having fun, to mm -hmm. see your create creativity, because I think oftentimes we ask students to be creative, yes, but we never demonstrate it at all, uh, or or show that it, mm -hmm. there is an applicability to that in right. in a profession. And uh, so that's really awesome that, that you got a chance to do that. So. Final question. You can be honest. You will not hurt my feelings, even though I had a lot of fun working on you this. You already said the last question. I know, but I'm making one more. <laughs> Just because it came up. Are you? Do you have any aspirations to do a different game unit? Uh, yeah, in the definitely. Future? Definitely. Um, I, I would like to do this kind of format again. Maybe with To Kill a Mockingbird or another novel, but I think also with the paper writing progression of it I guess somehow mm -hmm. definitely yes I just don't know yet and I'm completely overwhelmed with everything right now so <laughs> I need well, a break first year, first year in a new I building need a break. spring semester you're overwhelmed yeah, I do it to myself so oh are you, I was overwhelmed the whole first year and a half probably that I was mm -hmm. here so um but well, I think it, it like also challenges me as a teacher because it's nothing I've ever done before and I've done the whole here's how you read a novel and your worksheets and your reading guide and your quizzes and that's just like you know same thing different day and so it is like I like to challenge myself that's part of the reason I moved to high school so cool yeah. cool well thank you so much for sharing on the podcast today for being willing to like jump into gamification as a result of everything that we got a chance to talk about for working with me because I had so much fun mm -hmm. with this make a madness game of yours uh and yeah gosh for for your first year it was just so ambitious and so kudos good job you thanks Andrew uh, <laughs> with all that <laughs> um yeah and we'll look forward to talking to you hopefully again soon about whatever game you're coming up with yep. next Cool. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.